Hey everybody, welcome to the first Warriors of Worship podcast with Marshetta Parker. And today I am so happy to have with me here one of my youth leaders, um, also a warrior in worship, uh, Brother Dietrich Urquhart. So we just wanted to spend a little time with you today talking about the importance of worship, the importance of praise and worship in your church and in your ministry. And I just wanted to get his perspective on that from a lay member's perspective as well about how important it is. So one of the things when I uh, start off everything, I will always want to give you a definition of what I think everything means and what it stands for that comes from me working with kids. Um, and because I'm also really nosy and I always have to know <laughs> what's going on. So if I think about myself as a, a warrior, it's just somebody who fights all the time and who's not going to back down from anything. And when I think about worship, I think about the express showing my love for God and the importance of that because I believe that things happen when we do that. Um, if we start with, and I'm going to give you a scripture because everything that I do, even when I sing, is always scripturally based. Um, it comes from an avenue of, this is why I do it. I don't do it because I need you to know who Marchetta is. I want you to know who God is. Um, 2 Timothy 10 and 3, 10, 3 through 5 says, for we, for we walk in the flesh, but we don't war in the flesh. So when people do you wrong, we're not coming after them. We're coming after the spirit that's in them. Um, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God through the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bring it into the captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So when you go into worship, I believe that you go into it with a mindset of this is warfare. There are things that are happening in our atmospheres that you can't see. We know that we can't see God, but he's there. We know it by faith. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing the word of God. So I need you to know that there are things that are happening in our, in our churches, in our homes, in our work environment, in our families. And we've got a war against that in the spirit. So the same thing happens when we come to our churches and in our ministries to come and sing and to worship. It's not just for a fact of putting on a concert or want you to think that I sang really good or necessarily because I'm an artist I want you to go buy my CD I want you to know who God is I want you to know that with him you can do all things and that all things are possible through him and that with him we're more than conquerors I and mean, think about it if we come together you know how much better we would be when we when we do that so brother Dedrick from your perspective if you think about spiritual warfare when you come to church sometimes you don't feel like coming to church Explain to people, like, what does that mean to you to be able to enter into the presence of God and sometimes not necessarily even knowing that you want to be there? Um, well, I have had several moments like that um, coming to church when I didn't feel like I wanted to come, um, but something inside of me said I needed to go. Mm -hmm. So in coming to the door, sometimes, you know, I usually come with the word in me, um, going to church, I always try to prepare that. I've been doing that for years. But however, when that, that worship to me is so, so important. Um, and the reason why, because I really believe that there's a difference between worship and praise. Um, worship to me, it unlocks something in me. Um, and it makes me feel unstoppable. Um, the presence of God when worship comes in, it makes me feel um, complete. Um, it and I know it's not, it's, it's, 
sounds like it's an emotional thing, but it's more of a spiritual thing for me um, to hear the worship leaders, to hear you on Sundays to come and you saying, and I know it's pure, and I know it's really coming from God. I know she's being used by God through her gift, and it really unlocks a lot of things that were inside of me that I didn't think it was in the inside of me, such as sin. I mean, it, it, it unlocks, it cleanses me, it breaks chains. Um, and it's not a moment like that I want to be temporary. So I look forward to worship because then it ushers the Spirit in, it ushers the Holy Spirit in, and which is amazing. And if you ever had a chance to feel the Holy Spirit, I mean, it's a feeling that you never want to get rid of. Absolutely. So, so you have to think about that when we go back to when we think about David and Saul. Um, and like sometimes as the body of Christ, we get so caught up with wanting to fight with people with words. I'm going to tell you how bad you are because this is what it says, this is what it says. Sometimes we need the Holy Spirit to be able to do that. And it's not about all the words that we have to say. And we're right. What, what you have to say, what the word says is absolutely right. But do you think David could have went in and argued with Saul? Absolutely not. The Holy Spirit, when in his presence, was able to drive those demons out. I don't think I can argue with you about sin. Sin is sin, and it's going to take the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit to move in you. And that's why we need warriors of worship who are on the front line, who are not, who are not afraid of what's to come or what people are saying or what people are doing. And, you know, not really just not about being about a popularity contest, you know. So, like, for many people, I would say they would rather have a flash of popularity than be patient and wait for God to bring his real influence. And I believe that real influence comes when you're in the presence of the Lord. So when you got a real worshiper that's in the presence of the Lord or a real worship team that's in the presence of the Lord, not worried about, oh, somebody going to give me a signed contract or are they going to like me or, you know, did I sing the right note for them? You know, my question is always, is God pleased? And if he's going to show up and he's going to manifest himself, because he should always be here. He should always be within us. But the, the question is, Lord, we want to see your manifest power so that, right. you know, chains are broken. People are set free and delivered. And, you know, that's my number one desire. That's my sincere desire. And as a worship leader, and if I'm talking to any other worship leaders out there, one of my main things that I would hope that you would pray for is that you have the sincerity in worship without duplicity. You know, there's nothing that can take anything from you. You know, we say, Lord, my prayer is that you make my devotion genuine without double dealing or underhanded things in me that I want you to do something for me because I want to be popular or I want people to like me. You know, I want people to love God. I want people to say, because of you, I ran a little bit further toward God. Because of you, I felt like not giving up. And I can't say I've had testimonies of that, and I hope, you know, that will continue. And then I want to encourage other worship leaders to not be afraid of going against the grain, not be afraid of, you know, doing what's not popular. You know, you have to make sure that your worship is, excuse me, is sincere and not the latest thing that you heard online. You know, I might have heard something online, and I'm going to take it to my worship team, and that's not for your worship team. You have to serve God in spirit and in truth. And if you serve him in spirit and truth, he will tell you everything that you need to know for where you are for that time, and it's not always the same. I had a question, too. I mean, it was so uh -huh. ironic from when you were coming from the standpoint, and the name of it, war, Warriors 
of worship. And so I was just kind of processing, and I did a podcast with one of the other guys, and, then, and I used place and position. Mm-hmm. And so when you were speaking, I was saying, you know, kind of putting the two together as warriors of worship and place and position. And you were saying, you know, you got to make sure that you literally in position when you're doing worship. Mm-hmm. Because people can really see when you're being placed in worship. Right. And place to me is carnal. You know, you're doing things for a record deal or underlining issues because mm-hmm. you're being placed emotionally and right. you're thinking about self and none of God. So warriors of worship, which is so needed in 2020 um, right now, it's, it's such a powerful thing when it comes to, I mean, just even thinking about it, I think about welcome, WWW. I added the welcome to it because you're welcoming the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. but you actually on warfare too. You, yeah. you know, you you you're, you're literally it's 2020 is a vision year, and so you're really running towards your vision, and nothing's gonna stop you. So you have to stand strong in position to be that warrior to get everything that God is telling you to get. Absolutely, and then we have to make sure that even as warriors of worship, that we're leaders and not performers. Um, that's always something that's very important. Now, if you're an artist, of course you have to go and you perform and you know people hire you to do certain things, but when you're a worshiper and you go into your worship vein, then you are not a performer, you're a leader, and you're leading people in the warfare of worship. Um, you have to say, like, sometimes, what is my motive behind this? You know, sometimes even before I take engagements, Um, Like people used to always say, oh, go here because a big name is going to be there. That has nothing to do with me. Was I called to be there? Because if I'm not called to be in that atmosphere, then I'm out of place. So as a warrior of worship, you have to make sure that you're going to the right place at the right time with the right motive and make sure that you check yourself. Check your heart. Check your motive for serving. You know, I've learned that it's not the art of everything that I have, but it's the heart. So God knows my heart. My heart is to lead the people of God into worship to ensure that they can receive the word of God. Because, you know, like you were saying, sometimes it can seem a little emotional. Mm-hmm. and But it shouldn't be just emotional. It has to be spiritual because you feel God. You know, you know, I jokingly say, you know, sometimes, you know, when people don't know what to do with the presence of God, you know, you might catch them. Ah! Or they scream because they don't know what to do with that was the presence of the Lord and until you really learn his presence and how to talk to him and how to commune with him then you know how to do that so what I always say is if you're most concerned as a worshiper about your about how to wow people then your heart is not in the right place but when you turn your concern into wowing God then we're tapping into the anointing of God and then we're getting into the spirit realm where things can be broken. You know, we can cast those things down that be not as though they already are. You know, we can already speak those words. He's already given us that power. We happen to put it through music and we know that's one of the most powerful vehicles that's out there. That's true. You know, when we talk about music, you think about, you know, I always, I talk to my team sometimes about the power of music. You know, music can set the atmosphere in several different things. Whether whether it's secular or whether it's gospel music. You know, if you want to get in the mood of you marry and I'm married, it's a certain kind of music you want to put on. I ain't putting on how you tried Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Holla back. Now, <laughs> but music does a certain thing. So you have to make sure that you have the right type of music when you're getting ready to do that. So we have to make sure that we are 
flowing under the anointing and not just our gift because there's a lot of gifted people out there and people because people like to use catchphrases all the time they'll be like oh they're so anointed no they can just really flat out sing that's what they are you know i'm never really wowed by that because i know that all gifts come from god so when i meet somebody who is whether they're a good singer a good actor a good performer you know i'm always like oh wow they're really good but i'm never awed or never like sometimes i you know i think people can be uh enamored with a gift that doesn't mean they're necessarily anointed for God to be a warrior of worship you might not be the best singer but you might be a warrior of worship now ask me who I want on my who I want on my team the warrior is who I need on my yes. team who can call down heaven and who can speak to you know to speak Things to my situation and speak what it is I know I had a lady come to me one time she was like it's almost like when you go into praise and you go into worship you're speaking directly to my situation and I don't know anything that's going on I'm just giving you what the Lord has given me I don't always sing a song the exact same way because I, I give it to you as the Lord gives it to me. I'm probably not the best artist that you can have because I'm a spirit-led artist, you know. The best artist. The best artist. Because well, you can't put me in a box. There's nothing you can, like, box around. You can't box. You can't, can you put God in a box? No, you cannot. You can so, try. So, you can try. And so, I always want to be in a place where he can use me no matter what it is. Whether he needs a miracle to happen, whether we need a sign, we need a wonder, somebody needs to be saved, somebody needs to be set free, That's somebody true. needs to be delivered. I want to make sure that I'm in the right place to create that atmosphere that God can do what he needs to do. So, with the, um, with the warrior of worship, I would say that we have to learn how to be a thermostat. That means that we set the temperature. I totally agree with that. No. Totally. I said that wrong. We need to be a thermometer. No, I said, it, said right. it right. A thermometer reads it. it. A thermostat sets it. Um, and sometimes I think we get into a place, you know, I've gone places and gone different places to do worship. And it's been heavy. And it's hard to push through that. But because I, I do carry the light of God on the inside of me, I know and I do believe that it's my job and it's my task, wherever he's led me to go, to set the thermostat. And that's all, and, and another thing we were speaking about, um, which is she's bringing up a lot of stuff that we already, that I already talked about with God, which is weird today. <laughs> so um, God said, you know, in 2020, Deidre, you can't go to every engagement because you'll become carnally cripple mm. so as a warrior of worship which I'm a servant but you know I'm thinking about the warrior of worship you can't go everywhere No. and you mentioned something you know it's heavy and it's hard and I can only imagine up there being a praise and worship leader that the oh God everything that comes in and you have a crowd that's I wouldn't say not like God but that's hard to deal with to, to worship with to, to actually you're not performing, but the presence of God to come in. You know, you, you have your struggles, your challenges, especially when Pastor gets up and preach. You know, he has to know your audience. Mm -hmm. You really have to know your audience. So, some positions in life, and I was just thinking about the warriors of worship, some positions, I mean, some events or whatever, you're not supposed to attend or engage into mm -hmm. unless you, and you said the key word, and led by God, and God is telling you to go there. Mm -hmm. So, and, and to me, that was just profound for me personally that some engagement I can't go through. And 
I am a warrior of worship. <laughs> I be trying to sing, but um. But it's okay. He got he got us from the um, audience. Um, yes. We appreciate those warriors that war with us on the front line. They just don't have a mic. Amen. Praise the Lord God. for the non mic. <laughs> uh, ah. Um. But with that, even having that influence and even having that, you know, saying that, you know, we're the person that's supposed to set the temperature. With that being said, there are certain things that in my natural life I cannot do. I have to check who I'm with, who I'm allowing in my circle. That's good. I don't like a lot of negativity around me. You know, I like a positive vibe. I'm not going to sit around and talk about people. I'm not going to sit around and talk about somebody's project. Oh, it was terrible or it was this. That's not the nature of who I am because I believe in the positive light of God. So, you know, if you're sitting around talking about people, you're talking about people at your church, you're talking about people, you know, just in general, that's not a good thing because you have to check yourself, not just who's around you. You got to check the books you read, the music you listen to, movies you watch, and the church you attend, believe it or not, because... You come in to listen and speak. You'll start speaking what you hear. You know, I told my daughter, my mom told me as a teenager, believe it or not, evil communication does corrupt good manners. So I don't care how good you are, the more you are around things, and that oozes from you. That was good. So that evil stuff, while you might be a great person, if all your friends got stuff going on, all your friends are bad, then you might want to check yourself because then you are now going to ooze that into the people that you're, you're, God has given you to serve. So I've got to check who's who my neighbors are, who I'm talking to, who I'm listening to, who I'm reading. Because as a man thinketh, so is he. That's what I said. And you begin to speak what you hear. You have to be around people who are imparting faith and encouragement into you. We are the company that we keep. They will affect your attitude and your actions. So you have to know that. Proverbs 3 and 6, as a man thinketh, so is he. God's word is my standard, and I can't deviate from what that is. So that's how I become a warrior of worship. I need warriors of worship on my team, in my church, in my family, in my surroundings. And that's not to say, you know, I'm excluding everybody. But what I do have to make sure is that I'm protecting and guarding my heart and guarding what God has called me to do. Totally agree. Totally, totally agree. All right, so I just want to thank you guys so much for listening in to my first segment of Warriors of Worship. I got a lot to say. So I hope you'll check in on the next one. I'll have some more worship leaders with me, some more preachers, pastors, more lay members. Yeah, Amen. let's take us up there. And even people um, from your teams that want to come in and talk. I mean, there's a lot that's going on in this world. I need everybody to understand that they're really, we are under attack. Yes, we are. The church needs to understand that. And we've got to live by the principles of God. We've got to serve under the principles of God. We are a faith-based. We believe in the Bible. And either we believe it or we don't. So if we're warring in worship, we're warring because we're warned by the word of God. And we want to disseminate that to everybody. Is that good?